My guest today is an amazing lady who has chosen to share her story, her relationship story with us. Valerie is an amazing woman that I met who got introduced to me by another amazing lady. <laughs> I'm surrounded by amazing people. So yeah, I'm, I, I feel blessed. Uh, Valerie had an experience, a relationship experience that I would say uh, changed uh, some perspective for her. And, you know, right now put her in an amazing light uh, based on the work that she's had to do on herself. And the intent for us having this conversation is to learn, to learn about Valerie's journey, to learn how she was able to navigate the challenge that was suddenly thrusted on her and also to celebrate Valerie, essentially. So Valerie, welcome to Blue Citron. And for those listening, my name is Bim and uh, welcome back, Valerie. Thank you, Bim. Honestly, what an introduction. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Honestly, beautiful. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So, Valerie, if you would like to start by just, you know, telling us just a tiny little bit about yourself. And if you'd like to then from then on um, tell us about this gentleman who came into your life, the amazing time you spent together and then the beginning of, you know, uh, I don't want to use the word a shocker because it's not a shocker anymore in, in, in as much as it was at a time, but, you know, you have grown and moved on since then. So let's start with who you are. Yeah. Uh, who am I? I, I'm not really sure. I just, um, I've been living in London for quite a while now and mm -hmm. I, I love this city and um and yeah. you are french yes yeah yes so okay. i'm i'm really torn between uh france and um england really and okay. uh yeah so i just i just really love england and i've always loved uh speaking english and being surrounded by english speaking people and but mm -hmm. i do like going back to france uh, in the south of france in the Basque country, that's where my other home is, really. Okay. And uh, I'm quite, there's something really important about me. I'm quite spiritual, actually. So that's something that is part of me and is me. Uh, mm. if, you know, that would definitely describe myself, actually. All right, fantastic. And I feel you say you're spiritual, so I feel that also helped your journey, mm -hmm. you know, from this um, this challenge that 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 happened uh, uh, along the line. So tell us how you met this guy. You know, tell us his name. Just his first name is fine. <laughs> and you know how you met, and you know how many years you were together, and yeah. Um. So I met uh, Latif. Um... Do you know, I can't even remember when, but we were at, um, uh, what you call it, a house party and mm -hmm. I didn't want to go. And my friend, because I was, I was going out a lot and I was tired or whatever, and my friend was like, no, 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 you have to go. And talk about spirit, there was something that was telling me you have to go, otherwise you're going to miss an opportunity. 
-hmm. there was something that was pushing me to go but my mind was just like no I don't want to go and then I ended up going with my friend and literally as soon as I saw him or we saw each other it was almost like you know we recognized each other it was magical yes quite (laughs) and it was just really yeah magical I suppose is the word it was really incredible and um and then yeah it was and then we started dating and you know which just become became like boyfriend partners whatever you want to call it Mm. and um and it was just really such an amazing relationship like i'm ever so grateful because um he taught me so much Mm. um about myself about he's um he's muslim as well arab muslim um and he taught me so much about uh, another culture, opened up my mind, and uh, he taught me about unconditional love as well. I never thought I'd be able to love someone unconditionally like I did, as I did. Yeah. And we were together for probably 12 years. Yeah, 12, 12 years. years. Okay. Mm. That's... that's uh... That's generous in, in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> 12 years is something impressive. Yeah, yeah. 12 years mm. of, you know, I mean, 12 years of fun, I don't know, but like at least 10 years of really, you know, fun. And he had such a great sense of humor. And, you know, when you're with someone and I think not everyone I suppose, or I, I mean, it's presumptuous of me to say that, but I think sometimes, you know, you think you have to be someone else other than yourself yeah. in a relationship because you have to appeal or you have to be this way, that way or whatever to yeah. please someone or appeal to someone. And I mean, I, I was just absolutely myself and he was himself and we just really love each other, really. That's good. That's good. And let's see if he's from where. Uh, he was uh, half American, half Kuwaiti. His okay. Mom, he, his mom was American and his dad is uh, from um, Kuwait. From Kuwait. Okay. Mm. Maybe he's, uh, he's one of those Kuwaiti princes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But um, yeah, that's his uh, background kind of thing. That's his background. Right. And he was... He was he, he was uh, raised in Kuwait, but um, I think hey. he, did, he did his uh, university years in um, in the US. So and his then, mom moved to Kuwait, being yeah. an American, moved to Kuwait. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but they had a, they had a house in Cape Cod, and okay. they had some land, I think, in Arizona or something. And uh, but nice. their main their main residence is Kuwait. But they, she, okay. I mean, his wife. I was traveling quite a bit between and also they had a house obviously in london in london right right mm. okay okay interesting so so and you know you were together for 12 years you said and then what happened why why just 12 years you guys broke up or ooh, there's a there's a police behind you <laughs> yes sorry about that it's like no uh, it's okay 
the background a- noise, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's uh, okay. <laughs> this is what happens in London. <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were 12 years together, and I think the last two years, um, he so basically was very successful with his business. Okay. Uh, that he set up with his uh, business partner. They were extremely successful and they sold the business and got the cash and wanted to set up a new business and everything. And it didn't work out. And um, I just think, I think he, you know, he got depressed and, mm. you know, um, because he, mm. he lost the money, he got depressed. And, and then he he went to Boston for a little bit and then he went to Kuwait mm-hmm. uh, coming back to the UK and everything going backwards and forwards and everything like that but uh, mm-hmm. I think that was really like the starting point for him and also probably the pressure from his family yeah, um, yeah. which are totally underestimated mm-hmm. uh, I mean completely underestimated um and then he was spending you know longer periods of time in kuwait and i think you know his family was there and i suppose the pool of the family or whatever, because I mean, to this date, I, I don't know exactly exactly what happened. Like when I say, I don't know, I from his mouth, you know, I don't know from him exactly what happened, but I suspect he was pressure from his family, you know, kind of thing. If you get, please get married, you know, otherwise I'm gonna de- disinherit you or something like that basically you know there must have been like some kind of financial uh aspect to it i reckon and you know all the muslim family traditional setup that uh, i really completely underestimated but in any case in any case he just went for longer periods in the middle east back home and then he came back one he came back to the uk and he was like so we're gonna get married and Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna arrange everything and we're gonna get married in dubai because they had a house there as well blah 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 and then that year he didn't come very often back in the uk and I was just like, so when are we getting married? You know, we need to do prepare things or whatever. And then he said, okay, so I'm coming back and then we're going to sort everything out and then you're going to come back with me. And then what happened is he was due to come back and I called him the morning and he was going to fly out the evening overnight flight. Yeah. And I was staying at his parents' flat because we just, like we were gearing up to go back to, to go to Kuwait and settle down there or Dubai or, you know, basically yeah. settle down in the Middle East. Yeah. And um, 
so I, I was talking to him on the phone and it was just like normal conversation, you know, like inside jokes, absolutely, totally normal. And then he was supposed to ring me back, uh, I don't know, in the afternoon before he took off for uh, his flight. And um, it just didn't ring me and I just could sense that there was something wrong. Yeah. And I, and I was trying to reach him and talk to him and nothing was happening. And then in the end, he called me and he was, he said, oh, I'm not coming. I'm, I'm not coming tomorrow. Um, I'll speak to you tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh, but what's happening? And he was like, oh, it's my dad. And I was like, something happened with it, with your dad and said, oh, I got to go. So, and that was that. And then, I mean, needless to say that I, I just couldn't sleep that yeah. night because I just knew there was something. And then the morning after I tried to call him and his phone was disconnected. Right. And then I tried to ring his office and they said they don't know where he is. And then I tried his email address, his personal one, his business one, and everything bounced back. And then I tried his brother, his twin brother. Mm. And then his twin brother said to me, I know you're staying at my parents' flat and you know, you better get out like now uh, hmm. because I'm sending the cops on you. You have no right to stay in my parents' flat, blah, blah, blah. And and I was like, I couldn't understand. I was just like, I said, what are you talking about? And he was like, you need to get out of my parents' flat. And then he just, we changed the locks and, um, and he just hung up. Hmm. And I mean, like, my world just collapsed completely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my heart didn't break, break in like three pieces. My, my heart broke in like millions. In millions, millions of pieces. Shattered. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, million, million of pieces. I, I didn't, like, I can't even express <laughs> what I felt. So I, I felt like... I, I was left with my suitcases and that was that really. Oh. I had three suitcases and I had to get out of this flat. And because Latif had, you know, basically cash and everything like that. Yeah. And I was just left without like any financial um any any cash basically yeah. so i was just <laughs> like overnight you know how people say that overnight everything can change well surely for me it did changed so i didn't know what to do and then i just had to leave two of my suitcases at the porter's um house mm -hmm. and then um 
I checked myself in a hotel for like two nights. Mm-hmm. And then I slept out with friends for two, like a week and then at another friend for another week. And then um, in a hotel again. And then, um, and then finally our common friend, um, maybe I shouldn't say that, but uh, yeah. put, me up, put me up in her salon. So I stayed in her salon for like, six months hmm, right. and I didn't like I was sleeping in you know the therapy bed and everything like that and I couldn't yeah. take a shower and wow. for six months and I was going to another friend over the weekend to take a shower and I mean she was amazing like all my friends who helped me out like you know absolutely amazing so but I and then his brother called me once. Okay. And he said, oh, and because they have the same voice, because they're twins, they really yeah. have the same voice. And I thought it was Latif calling me, but it wasn't, it was his brother. And yeah. he said, uh, he said, uh, I don't understand what happened. I said, what do you mean? And he said, uh, he said, Latif is married. And I said, what do you mean he's married? And he said, yeah, he's married, um, he's married, he's been married, you know, since March this year and, you know, and I was like, but I don't understand, how can he be married? Because we've been married, we were going to get married like this month and he was like, no, 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 he's married already. And he said, it's just lied to everyone, basically. Wow. And then, so that was that. And then when I went to get my suitcases, I heard from the porter that his his, um, dad came in and in the UK. And he said that, you know, what happened to Valérie? And the porter was like, well, she was waiting for Latif to get married and, you know, she's absolutely heartbroken and everything like that. And that was that really. And then as far, apparently he was never allowed back in the UK. Oh. Because a lot of his family have properties in the UK and they talk a lot in Kuwait or something. I mean, I'm not quite sure that's what the porter said. Yeah. and I think like his father was really, you know, also upset by the whole thing and everything like that. But I mean, it is what it is, you know, um, it happens, but it was just very, very, I mean, painful is, an, you know, an understatement really. Like I just wanted to go like really. And I, I just talked to, you know, spirit or angels or whatever. And I was just like, if I stay here, you better give me something good or worthwhile. <laughs> which which the angels have. So, yeah. yeah. I have a couple of, um, I didn't want to interrupt your story because I think it was very important for, you know, whoever is listening now or whoever listens in future uh, to, to, you know, hear you properly and clearly and through and through. Um, so a few things comes to mind. You were together with Latif for 12 years and the last two years were great, but that was when things started to unravel, you know. 
And um, some things that you mentioned, you, you say they had a business, him and his dad, probably his twin brother as well. And, you know, they sold the business and the other business they wanted to pick up didn't quite go as planned. And of course, you know, losing money and that sort of sets him back, you know, he got upset, depressed and all that st sort of stuff. Um, um, I was going to ask uh, what type of business, but maybe one, maybe you don't know, two, maybe you don't want to, maybe you may not want to divulge and, and that is fine. Um, I was also going to ask if it was okay to mention his twin brother's name, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. What, do you, do you want to mention his twin brother's name or no? No, I'd rather not. Yeah. Okay. That's, and that's fair. And, you know, when you said, you know, the lost money and all of that, some things that I was also able to pin down is they've got properties in the U.S., properties in the U.K., properties in Dubai. Um, and obviously, properties in Kuwait, because Kuwait was the main, um, uh, you know, the main, the main base and all of that. So they were still OK. Um, yeah, I know businesses, when businesses go sour, it can be difficult. One may even have to maybe sell properties here and there, or maybe properties have been used for collateral, for whatever. We don't know. But I was just thinking at the back of my mind, oh, couldn't they just sell one of the properties to be able to bounce back? You know, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, and I really, <laughs> I really don't know. But um, I think it was more, I mean, for Latif, it was more because he set up his business with his business partner. Ah, okay. Yeah. And really, um, you know, he, I, I think he's, he felt the most comfortable in the UK, like, because, like, he was in the middle of Kuwait and the US. Yes. And, um, and you know, he was quite independent and he was such a different person. He uh, was, it was so, like, he was so free here and in many ways and he was able to be himself and he was such a, a I mean he's I'm sure you know he did there's no doubt in my mind he's such a very very kind very very kind and I mean unbelievably kind to be honest very hmm. charming and you know he's got it basically and um I think setting up his business with his business partner i mean his friend that who he met in um in the us at university was okay. you know it was great for them and everything like that and they were so successful i mean you know for a guy like so he was independent on his parents um parents he set it up himself i mean with his business partner they were successful i think it was terribly important for him uh, that kind of, uh, you know, being able to be successful on his own and because he was very, like, he didn't want to work for anyone. He wanted to earn his own money. And I think when he went to Kuwait, like, there was different ventures with his family and then he went into the family business, i.e., like, property in Saudi, property in Kuwait, you know, construction, all that stuff. And I think that's where he was gearing to. So like more the traditional yeah. Kuwaiti way, family business. Of doing business. Yeah, Voila, yeah. yeah. Whereas when he was here, he was, I mean, totally 
it, it was a complete different person. And I'm not lying. Like, I, I think, you know, when you're in different cultures or maybe, I don't know, but I mean, like, I'm not bilingual, but I know, like, I, I, I tend to, like, swing between French and English. I mean, it goes towards more towards English, but, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that I like about France and everything like that. But for him, he was, re you know, really bicultural. And then I think the UK was very much the middle ground that he was looking for and that gave him some kind of balance. Okay. But then he went to, to Kuwait and I think that was like, there was, there was no way out, I suppose kind of thing wow yeah i feel i mean i don't know but i feel like we will never know um i just exactly. think there may be more to it that it could not that was maybe a little bit out of his control to to come back to to the uk but what i find interesting was the fact that he said he was going to call you and then um he didn't his phone got disconnected uh, his emails were, you know, blocked, uh, you know, in a, in a sense that you sent emails and it bounced back. Could it be that you were blocked? Um, and I don't think, I don't know, of course, uh, but in my mind, I'm thinking he, he, he wouldn't have done this maliciously. Something definitely happened and his hands were tied and he could not do anything. Um, you know, he couldn't help himself uh in such a way that you know you were cut off everything and the fact that his brother called you and said oh get out of my parents house i mean you were friends with his brother as well right when you mm, were dating mm, the team mm. so that must have come to you as a shock that someone that you were close to you were friends with you were you know in a relationship with his brother for 12 years could just pick up the phone and talk to you in that manner and say, get out of my parents' house. I would be shocked because I wouldn't know where that was coming from. I would be too shocked to even react to say, I'll be like, um, why are you talking to me like that? What have I done? What's going on? You know? And I think you were shocked, you know? I think, I think you're absolutely right. And I think also, I mean, I was certainly shocked, but I, I mean, I, re I was beyond shocked. I was in total, um, I mean, yeah, it was uh, in a, such a state. But I think also um, to get back to the point, your point about like lefty hands being tied up and everything, I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, definitely something happened. I mean, what happened probably is they find out that he was maintaining a relationship with me, which I thought was totally normal. I mean, like, yeah. I, I didn't know he got married, basically. So yeah. I, I I didn't know. And I think probably, like, they didn't know because his brother said to me, oh, we know that Latif is, like, uh, maintaining you or something. And I was like, what do you mean maintaining me? Like, like I, I don't understand. And... So while you were in a relationship with him, he was already married to someone else in yeah. Kuwait. Yeah, that year when at the end. What year was, was this? Oh, I can't remember. But like, so he came. He came to the UK. We discussed getting married. We discussed like preparations and everything. And then mm. by the end of that year, we I was supposed to. He was supposed to come to the UK, come and pick me up. Mm. 
and then go to Dubai and Kuwait and then that that will have that was that, happen. Yeah, and then yeah. but to be honest I mean what can I say <laughs> it, it just, it, it's just like um, I think I think you know thinking about it and you know our common friend I was obviously we talked about it a lot and um, yeah. I think you know she said to me once she said you know if he could have he would have had you you know probably on the side and have this relationship but well, obviously effectively with his wife mm-hmm. and then have you here in the UK by your flat and to be honest I think that ex- was exactly his plan right yeah but, that was well, that I was have a plan. problem with that the problem I have with that is honesty he did but, not tell you but he, I was think he on. was I think he was you know it, people do things and I think like I can't judge him because you know sometimes you're in a situation yeah. And you just don't know, like, you think you would do the right thing. You think you would do this, that, and the other. And you think of yourself, like, so noble and everything else. But, you know, sometimes you're in a situation and you just make the just best uh, the yeah. best out of what it is. And, I mean, that's the reality, you know. Mm. Always pe- people always judge and say, oh, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that. But... God knows, you know, you, you just don't know. And I mean, like, it's not like he killed me or anything like that. But mm-hmm. obviously, it did kill me somehow. But I survived. <laughs> yeah. But you yes. know what I mean? And I think at some point, he would have, he would have said to me, look, you know, I'm married. And you know, I want you to stay here. And to be honest, I said to our common friend, uh, you know, if he had said that to me, I mean, if I were presented with the same situation right now mm-hmm. and I had that kind of relationship and I would have said, I would say probably yes, because okay. I'm, you know, I've evolved and I'm, I'm different. There's all kinds of relationships and everything like that. And it probably sounds completely abnormal and everything, but you know what? That's fine. Yeah. But yeah. at the time I probably didn't have the maturity and I was just like I wanted him whole for myself and I mean like and also I was so much about conventions and you know all that stuff and now I realized that there are all kinds of um, relationships you know there's not just one way yes. of having a relationship like the way that society wants you to have yes like you, you know I mean for me, that's my reality, you know. It's just not like one way of having relationship. There's all kinds of uh, relationships. And, you know, there are people who live together but not not in the same pay, uh, bedroom. You know, you make your own arrangements. What works for you best is yeah. what works for you, basically. Yeah. And nobody should, um, should judge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there was something um, before we get to you know, your bounce backstage. Um, There was something that also uh, stood out to me was the financial bit. Uh, You know, you met, you know, it was literally, you know, he, let's just say he had the finances and 
when this sudden reach outs happened, when his brother called you and said, you need to leave my parents' house and all of that. And, you know, your world came shattering down and you just suddenly realized, hang on a second, I actually don't have any financial backup. Were you not working at the time? What happened? Well, I, I just quit my job to go to Kuwait. Ah, right. Right, right. Oh, so, dear. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, so dear. I had quit and everything. And, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, yeah, so I found myself in a, in a bit of a situation, really. In a limbo, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, we need to give flowers and a lot of kudos to your friends that stood up for yeah, you, that helped yes, you out during yes, that yes, time. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, all those uh, wonderful people who helped me out some way or another, for sure. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, thanks. Very big thanks to them. And Valerie, tell us how you bounced back. What do you do now? What's What are you up to these days? I mean, it, it took me a long time uh, to bounce back. I mean, I want, I want to really, like, it, it didn't happen overnight. And it certainly took a, me a long, long time. Um, Did you go to therapy at any point in time? Uh, I did some therapy, but not, uh, I, I went to see, because I had done therapy for something else. And I went to see, I went back to see my therapist who really helped me um, with the problem okay. I had before. And mm -hmm. it, it didn't work out for me. I just thought like, it's not going to work out okay. for me that route. So I, um, I went on, on another way, like uh, more spiritual kind of uh way and I was surrounded by very good people for me and um, put in touch with very people various people who actually helped me but I was really willing to help myself out as well like once you make a decision Fantastic. but yeah. it, it, you know like he was coming in waves as well I'm not gonna lie you know uh, I wasn't like a hundred percent all the time Mm -hmm. You know, there was always things that was reminding me of Latif because we were living in London and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it, it took me a really long time. And, yeah, I would say I went more like towards the spiritual way. And um, I suppose people like certainly our common friend, you know, she really helped me out and yeah. other people as well and understanding. And, you know, they were telling me things, but I couldn't hear them. I literally could not hear them. It's a uh, tough one, you know? It was a tough, tough experience, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, it's only now that I completely understand what they were saying. And uh, mm. so it, it took me, yeah, a long time. It wasn't like an overnight thing. And, I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. I had, like, bounce back and, you know... Um, things like that and dated and everything like that but yeah. it you know and I thought it would really close my my heart but yeah. in actual fact it opened up my heart in a way I can't explain it nice. because um because I I know why because I thought it would be like the only person I could actually love but in mm -hmm. actual fact 
you know, I am able to love um, a lot of people in many ways and, you know, yeah, to love people unconditionally, but in many ways and everything like that. So it was, um, it was an experience, yeah. Wow. I'm just happy for you, Valerie. <laughs> I'm Thank just you. So, so happy for you. But so, what do you do for work now? Uh, I worked as in a, as a PA for um, a property investment property company developers. Fantastic, fantastic. You know, you're living your life, having a great time, enjoying life in London. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like you know, it, it's just really. Like this is my story, and it's just a story. Yes. And I'm I'm sure a lot of people have similar stories, same stories, whatever, yes. or you know, different stories. But yeah. the reason why I wanted to, as you could say, talk about talk about my story or yeah. this story rather, yeah. is just that you know, sometimes we think that you know our world completely collapses, and mm -hmm. you think like that's the end of it, or but it's the way you look at it. Like either you decide for yourself that you want to get out and actually, you know, take your power back. Yeah. If there was maybe a lack of power or whatever the situation may be, I don't know. You know, that was my situation. And, you know, I decided to, yeah, do something for myself and, you know, be who I am and, um, really embrace uh you know almost what happened you know it wasn't like it, it could have lasted i don't know but it didn't and that's what happened that's what it is life happens yeah. and um you know life is made of several events in your life little Absolutely. events and that's what happens but yeah. i think it's important to always keep your power yeah 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 no i totally i agree with you i hear you and um and i respect um what you're saying your views and uh you know you say it's your story there are people that have had similar experiences probably even you know more challenging experiences mm -hmm. and the important thing is for people to hear this and and learn in the sense that it's important you own you know your power you have to be able to take back your power at the end of the day we're human so if anything that is challenging happens if if, if it will break us it will break us but we now have to decide if we want to stay broken or if we want to actually get up you know dust ourselves up and get moving and make things you know happen uh positively and get moving you know so that's um that's the lesson I'm learning from, from your story. Because out of the blue, just one day, everything changed just like that. It wasn't what you were expecting. 12 years gone down just like that. And yes, it took some time, you know, as you said, you know, uh, and thanks to your friends again for helping, you know, um, and also most importantly is thanks to you for actually getting yourself back. Because people are different. Some people, they would it would affect them in such a way that they may not even get back to, to who they are again. They would need all the help in the world and maybe they're unable to snap out of it. 
And some people like yourselves, you are able to take it, own it, of course, after some time and take your power back and be better for it. And basically, um, I don't want to use the term move on because I think it's a, it's a term that's been overrated, but being able to, to get going in such a way that you're able to work better on yourself, be more positive, open-minded, and living your life. Absolutely. And that's so powerful. Yeah, that's so I, I totally agree with you. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And I, I think, like, I couldn't stress... I, I mean, I know it's tough. Trust me, I, I know it. I, I, I know it's tough, but, you know, whether it's a woman or a man or whatever, whatever story, really, I think it's really... I couldn't stress enough to, you know... Get you because essentially that's what drives you as well like being um having your power being master of yourself and yes. you know doing your own thing and because nobody you can't rely on people for your happiness yeah you're the captain of your ship exactly <laughs> totally. yeah yeah no but you're absolutely right that's what it is <laughs> i'm not saying that you have to deny yourself in your relation because it's you know, it's so nice to have relationship, whatever they might be, friendship, yeah. romantic, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, essentially, uh, you know, life goes and comes and everything. And yeah. it's nice to have your, uh, it's nice, yeah, to to have your power, to, to know it and to know mm -hmm. it, actually. Oh, thank you so much, Valerie. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I applaud your your bravery and humility share your story for people to be um you know to listen and hopefully take some lessons from it uh, and know that at the end of the day the power belongs to you we will let people into our lives people will come and go um some people will stay forever some people would only come for a reason and those reasons would help us to learn, take whatever lessons that we can take from that and, and, and forge on. Uh, and as humans, life always happens, you know. And, and honestly, thank you so much for sharing this part of, you know, your, your journey uh, with us at Blue Citron. And thank you for choosing to share it with Blue Citron. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mim. And honestly, thank you for your podcast. I think it's a great platform. Thank and you. thank you for asking me. And, yes. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, uh, a big thanks to our listeners as well. And uh, hope, hopefully you're able to learn a thing or two uh, from uh, Valerie's uh, story of, you know, loving, because that's what it was, loving and experiencing, you know, a challenge along the way, but bouncing back and owning uh, uh, her power back essentially and just you know and leaving and being even positive for it and also most importantly not having any bitter feelings towards this guy uh, Latif because of course this kind of things happen and we do and rightly so sometimes have a little bit of bitterness here and there but not not Valerie she's not bitter um, at all the challenge happened and she's, you know, taking up uh, on board. And um, and again, most importantly, I keep stressing this, taking and owning her power uh, in this regard. So thank you so much for listening to us. Um, feel free to drop your comments in the comment section. Uh, 
uh, on our channels on YouTube and if you can on Spotify as well. These are the two platforms where you would really find us. you find us on Google Podcasts as well, but that's only if you check Google Podcasts. So, yeah. And it is uh, BIM uh, from Blue Citron. Once again, do enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are. Thank you and goodbye.